Silman Fusion. Beginning in five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's Geek Stuff, TNG. Who? The longest-running geek-related podcast out there, Geek Stuff, TNG. Allegedly. Allegedly. But uh, also, really. Who the hell are you? I'm Peter, by the way. Doctor Strange. Oh, you're using your made-up names. Um, I'm Spider-Man, then. I am the Senate. I am the Sandwich. I can handle things! I'm smart! Not like everybody says! Like dumb, I'm smart and I want respect. They don't know what it's like running a sandwich shop. You know, it takes a village to run uh, the sandwich shop. Look at that. He's making me cry. I'm Groot. I am Batman. I am West Coast Scott. Great Scott. Oh, actually, he's the boss. I just pay for everything and design everything and make everyone look cooler. I am Big Kev. Who the hell knows why talent does what they do? That's why they're talent. Me and Scott. Yeah. The real talent on the show. Oh, boy. I like to say. You're going to need a bigger potion. I have a very long history with those characters. Scott will remember this, but Sandwich won't because he was four. I understood that reference. I am Optimus Prime. Why did you say that name? Punch it! Episode 707, had to have a big old jet airliner there just to get the 707 in there, starting off. Uh, I'm super excited about it. I think that the title of the episode... How long was that in your pocket? Oh, no, last week when when I said, oh, next week 707, and then I immediately thought of uh, Jet Airliner by... Okay. uh, Whatever the group is. God damn it. Steve Miller Band. And I'm like, I gotta gotta put that in there. Good on you for knowing that. I wouldn't have known it. I know the song. You know the song? Okay, so here's one of my favorite uh, stand. I don't even remember the stand-up comic who came with it. They were talking about how misheard music lyrics, right? You know, yes. like you know, uh, "Excuse me while I kiss the sky." Kiss Somebody the thought it was "Excuse me yeah. while I kiss the there sky." There is whatever. the bathroom on the right. It, exactly. Well, this one he was he he did 
big old Jarrett, big old jet airliner. And he said, bingo, Jed had a light on is what he thought it was. And so for, I mean, literally decades, every time I hear the song, every time I sing the song in my head, I hear bingo, Jed had a light on. Go back and listen to the song. I'm, I promise you, you'll hear bingo, Jed had a light on. I, um, you know, the, I bless the rains down in Africa song, <laughs> right? I was, I was, I guess it rains down in Africa. I guess it rains down in Africa. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. If you tell me, I guess it does. Yeah. So that's what I thought that was. Not I bless the rains down in Africa. So if you've misheard some music lyrics, call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Yeah, or even send us an email. Let us know what lyrics you heard wrong and what it really is. At geeksoftng at gmail.com. Yeah. Welcome to the episode 707 here. Um, be sure you're following the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, it's Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. Um, you can also go to Geek Stuff uh, Linktree, the Geek Stuff TNG Linktree. Uh, if you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash geekstufftng. For a dollar a month, you can join our Discord server and chat with the members of the show. $3 a month, you get the early bird special and the prep sheet. So as soon as we're done recording the show, we get it out there to you. $5 a month, you get the vintage episodes of Geek Stuff, Big Kev's Geek Stuff on the bonus round. And for $10 a month, you get to watch the show live and direct when Kev is with us. Right, Kev? Kev? <laughs> yes. So. Go ahead. Um, and it's hard for me to say, but I feel that the audience needs to know where Kev has really been all this time. And. You know, I know we had the meeting about it in the office this week. You know, we wanted to hold out a little longer, but I feel like it's best that we talk about it with them now. Let them know. So I'm going to rip the bandit off. Let everyone know. Um, Kev has been since the uh, the end of the year into the beginning of this year. I, he has been in a toy based rehab center. Um, we, we are not disclosing where Kev is because we want Kev to focus on his on his recovery and his growth. But Kev has been in toy-based rehab um, since the end of the year into this year. So that's why he hasn't been able to make the show. You know, we've tried to cut contacts away from Facebook and Instagram. A lot of the places where he was seeing the the toys he would buy. So we've kind of cut him off from the internet for a little bit. So, you know, if something drops, he'll have missed it, which was the goal. You know, we're trying to just work on it. We just want everyone to be very supportive of Kevin when he comes back and be very understanding that he might be a little different. But this is what's best for Kevin. I mean, that's, I think is it aversion therapy where they're like, just like every time he wants to like buy a toy, they like snap a rubber band on his wrist or something or like ele electroshock therapy so every time he wants to buy something. I, it might be all, all we know is we found the best toy based rehabilitation center in the country. So we know Kev is getting the best support he can. And we want Kev to know officially from everyone here at Geeks of TNG. We love you, buddy. And we support you. Yeah. Godspeed. Can't wait to have you back on the show. Godspeed, Big Kev. Godspeed. <laughs> five five points of articulation, anonymous. That's the uh... <laughs> <laughs> serious. This is very serious. Toy based rehab is not a joke. Toy, yeah, rehab is not a joke. <laughs> Toy based rehab is no joke. <laughs> who who taught you this? Where did you learn it? I learned it from you. All right. <laughs> I learned from watching you, Dad. I learned twelve points of articulation, not five. I knew it was better. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, and that being said, uh, tonight's top story, adults are buying toys for themselves and it's the biggest source of growth in the toy industry. Did you see that article? Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. 
I think we have we have gotten to a point where I feel like everyone who was buying toys in the eighties realizes they were collectible. Now they're buying toys. And the nineties and like people who people realize that toys have value and there's a collectability to it. And toy companies, I think, realize that too, way more than they used to. So now it's it's definitely makes sense that Toys R Us doesn't need to be open anymore because while toys are for kids, in theory, they're also for the collector. Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm mind. gonna disagree with you a little bit. All right. Oh well, very good. I guess it's okay to be a collector. Whether or not they have value or not is the question. People collected Beanie Babies. People thought that they had value when they were collecting them. Did they ultimately have value? No, they did not. No. And I feel that that's the same, you know, I mean, somebody out there may still care about a Beanie Baby. and may it, It'll be it. value to the guys. The guys buying and selling Beanie Babies will make value of it to other guys selling and buying Beanie Babies. Right. But, I mean, if... if I mean, self-made I, I, market. It, it, exactly, and you know, but again, it, it's nine billion dollars worth of toy sales, um, <laughs> and, and they're calling them kidults, and and I think that yeah. it's what I've seen a lot more of is, you know, I was a latchkey kid, the generation, my generation, not yours. I mean, you know, you and Kevin are much younger, but still, yes. my generation, right? We were latchkey kids, right? We came home from school, we watched TV, or went out and played in the street till our parents came home. Uh, you know, we took care of ourselves. And now that we've got money, we buy stuff to make ourselves happy. You know, we're adults. We have a, that's that's the the TikTok sound effect, right? I'm an adult. I work a job. I make money, and I use that money to buy childish things like this, whatever it is. Yes. Um, so, and then yeah, then the other the other TikTok that I keep uh, thinking should should apply to Kev before we send him to rehab. It was you know why don't you quit buying too much toys? And then the TikTok is. I'll tell you, or, or my counter offer is, I keep doing whatever the fuck I'm doing, and you just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. So anyway, we sent Kev to rehab, and adults are putting nine billion dollars a year into toy purchases. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is too? I'm wondering, like, are they considering like Funko Pops are toys? Yeah. How much of that is like, and when you break it down, what like companies are really like the big sellers of those toys? Right. I mean, is there a difference between like an action figure yes. and a and a and a statue you know what I mean like the 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 PVC maquette, maquette right you know it just yeah. stands there it doesn't doesn't actually move yeah. but i mean you know like like yeah funko i think would be a funko pop would be considered a toy but mm-hmm. it's not a toy you don't play with funko pops they sit there and you look at them yeah um and and, and that's and that's i think the thing is i don't think that the difference between the adult buyer and the kid buyer is the kid buyer is going to take it out of the package and play with it the adult buyer yeah it's going to bang it up and scuff it the adult buyer will will put it in a pretty little case and yeah they may or may not they may or not even take it out of the box and if they take it out of the box they're still going to display it not or or put it in a nice uh plastic bin in a nice storage facility in an undisclosed location in north jersey that is slowly running out of space (laughs) i still i still want the uh the bonus show of the uh, looking going through the archive, but anyway, um, a bonus documentary. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole that's a whole series, you know. But uh, that would be good. So yeah, I mean, it's it's it is what it is. It's like the, uh, I mean, one of the one of the new toys, like like the I got those um, Princess Bride ones, and like there's a part of me that wants the whole set, all of the Princess Bride 
characters, not to play with, but to display because I like that movie. It's all, I mean, I think that all of that toy industry is, you could call it collectors, but I also think it's just nostalgia. You were able to purchase the nostalgia of it, right? Yes. You know, you're just, you're buying a part of your childhood to try to go back to a time when you were actually happy because life sucks. And, you know, things are difficult. To- well, you know what it is, too? It's like, so I know nowadays, like, okay, kids kids my age and younger are aware of who He-Man is, but don't, like, follow or really get, like, there's not a lot of He-Man content. But I know they keep making He-Man toys. Mm-hmm. So who are they making it for? Well, it's got to be the people, like, above my age bracket who know He-Man and have the money to buy cool He-Man toys. 100%. I, you're you're absolutely right, and, well, and that's kind of like the conversation we were having about about Velma, right? Yeah. Who is it for? Is it for a Scooby Doo fan? Because you know, a kid, you know, in in the you know animation demographic, doesn't yes. doesn't know Scooby. There hasn't been a Scooby Doo all that recently for them to really know or love the character. So if it's for older Scooby Doo fans, you know, maybe that's why it wasn't hitting the mark because. It, it, the audience wasn't right, but again, a ton of people watched it, even though the there was a lot of backlash to it. So it's yeah. the same thing with the toys, right? They, like they know it's it's not necessarily for the kids because the kids aren't don't know those characters, but they're still making you know they're making you know wrestling figures from the WWF days in the eighties. You know yeah. that nobody knows those wrestlers anymore. I'm literally trying to name them, and I just can't think of them. But I know people are buying them. Yeah. <laughs> unless unless they're uh, peg warmers, right? And you see the you see these yeah. other ones. So, um, not to not to jump out of uh, out of turn, but I mean that on the Velma, it's it's become the worst rated animated show in IMDb history. Uh, so and I heard I heard worst rating show and like one of the worst rated things in a while. I heard yeah. So not just in the animated genre, all over, and it's just and it, it's. Uh, its popularity spiked by 120%, it says. So so now the uh, any publicity is good publicity, right? Now people yeah, are watching I mean, it to yeah. see, could it be as bad as they say? Uh, and it's even, yeah, I mean, it's just, we talked about it last week. I don't think there's anything really new there. Either, if you like it, great. A lot of people don't seem to like it. It's just, I think that what we said last week about, I think you said it, it, it the concept, if you would have just been unrelated to Scooby-Doo and just these characters, probably would have been fine. But trying yeah. to say that it's a it's a prequel to Scooby Doo just doesn't feel right because it doesn't seem to there, fit into the flow. It's it's something that I think they knew with the show. Maybe it's like, all right, listen, if we don't attach this to Scooby Doo, maybe it's not successful, which is fine. Then maybe if it's not going to be successful, maybe it's something that we're not going to spend our money on. Right, and that's you know? the problem. Right, like, do they really want to have Velma be something that they're really? Because I feel like I heard they're already like, oh, season two of Velma coming soon. I feel like I heard that. I feel like it was already, yeah, I feel like it was already approved for a season two. Everybody hates it, but they're going to make a second season. I don't want to say everybody hates it. Everything I've seen, I haven't seen anything positive about it yet. I I know one guy who liked it. He likes it because it's bad. Oh, yeah, you can watch it ironically, and that's that's a different genre. That's why he's watching it. It's like, it's so bad, I enjoy watching it. So I'm like, you know what? Honestly, fine. That makes sense. And I I feel like that's where they're getting a lot of their viewers. Hate watching. Yes. What, are the, what stupid thing are they doing this week? Let me watch it so I can rip it on Twitter. Yeah. But you're watching it. Yeah. You know? Why so, am I watching it? Because it's on TV. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Speaking of, of uh, things that are awful, did you see who's back in the news, Mr. Stephen Dorff? Oh, nice. What happened? Now, he said that uh, Marvel is garbage and the new MCU Blade can't possibly beat the old MCU Blade. Now, Well, good. I mean, Stephen Dorff did this six months ago, maybe a year ago, where he was just talking shit about the MCU. It's like, nobody cares about you, Stephen Dorff. You haven't made a movie anybody cared about since Blade. I mean... I just I just think it's a bold position I mean, to to come out like, and bash one of the most popular movie franchises in history. Yes, I'm gonna say some really mean things right now. The guy looks like a recently cleaned up homeless dude right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I can see that. Not trying to be a dick, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's definitely not a bad. I think what it is, you know, he hasn't done anything in a while. It's literally the point. So maybe you know he sees oh. The movie I made, because when did Blade come out at this point? Wasn't it literally almost 30 years ago, almost? Yeah, yeah, I, I, that sounds about I right. I think we're getting close to 30 years ago. The most relevant thing he's done was 30 years ago. Old enough for a whole human being to be born and find a way on a podcast to talk about it. <laughs> with some leeway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it sounds it just sounds like sour grapes, right? If you're, yeah. you know, if you get somebody who is like, a very successful current actor, at least, it, or if, if when Martin Scorsese says he doesn't like Marvel movies, it's like, okay, you know what? I have to respect your film opinion. You're a great director, right? So that's your opinion, and I'll have to, I I would respect it more than what would seem more like a washed up actor, right? Yes. I mean that that's it, you know. So I think that you're putting that out there to get your name in the news, hoping that maybe it'll you know because otherwise. If people weren't saying, why is Steven Dorff talking shit about Marvel, nobody would be talking about Steven Dorff at all. I think that's really the... Yeah. The, I mean, so it's like, it's cal- I think it's calculated. You know, otherwise, why do you go out of your way to talk to news outlets to bash, uh, to bash something that's super popular? Yep. Yeah. Guys, that way people, oh, that sucks. Wait till you see my new movie. That'll <laughs> right. come out eventually. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about the, the – we talked about uh, award shows last week and the Golden Globes and all that. What about the Oscars? So the nominations are out. Cool. Uh, Avatar. The only one that people kind of cares about. Right. I mean, the only it, the only award show, if anybody even cares about this one. Uh, so Avatar is, of course, nominated for – I don't want to say of course, but Avatar's nominated for Best Picture with All Quiet on the Western Front, the Banshees of uh, Inishirin, right? That's that one with uh, – Go for With who? Colin Farrell? I thought you said Colin Firth. I'm like, no, Colin Farrell and uh, Donald Glover, the dad. Uh, Let's see, the Elvis movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, right, that's Spielberg's movie, that movie called Tar, which I don't really know too much about, Top Gun Maverick nominated for Best Picture. Now, I haven't seen it yet, but that seems like a stretch. That'd be cool. It's a stretch, but that'd be cool. I mean, again, it's certainly the big moneymaker, but, I mean, action action movie. Like, if we're going based purely off money... Then a lot of these won't compete with like Avatar and Top Gun. Right. Um, good films. I haven't seen them, but I mean, yeah, doesn't mean they're bad. Obviously. Uh, well, you know, you can see all of the best nom- best picture nominated films at uh, the Regal Cinemas if they haven't shut down. Uh, Regal I, Cinemas. I don't even know if there's one near me. Yeah. So I mean, and they're shutting down like 30 theaters. We said that last week. So, uh, but they're going to screen all the Oscar nominated films for six bucks a movie. So that's uh, that's a deal. That's a really good. That's deal. Horrible, actually. 
Yeah, that's yeah. pretty great. Hold on, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on, wait. Six bucks, hold on. As I think about it, it keeps getting better. Six bucks a movie? I mean, I have to drive three and a half hours to get to the Regal near me, but I'm going to... No, actually, I got a, I got a Regal close, but that's that's not bad. That's, uh, um... Let's see. Rounding out the best pictures real quick, it was Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. That's the 10 best pictures. Oh, okay. That's, uh, that's like Tuesday matinee levels of great deals. Yeah. I mean, that... Yeah, that's a, a price we have not seen for a film in quite some time. I mean... In aeons. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we got uh, Best Director, Spielberg for The Fablemans, uh, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin, uh Daniel Kwan and uh, Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Todd Farr for Tar, and uh, Ruben Ostlin for Triangle of Sadness. See, let, let me stick to the stuff that's in the genre. So we got Brendan Fraser nominated for Best Lead Actor in The Whale, uh, along with uh, Austin Butler for Elvis and Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishir and Bill Nye for Livin' and Paul Mescal for After Sun. Over on the Best Lead Actress, Kate Blanchett, Anna de Armas, uh, Andrea Riseborough, Michelle Williams, and Michelle Yao. Uh, I think this is the first time that you've had a, a, an Asian woman nominated in the Best Lead Actress category. There you go. So, and then and the best supporting actor, right? We got uh, Kihui Kwan from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, also short, you know, short round uh, from Indiana Jones. So, I mean, again, the, the Oscars are coming out. I think that we talked a little bit last time about uh, Kihui Kwan's. I'm, I know I'm not pronouncing that well. Uh, his his comeback story, right? That he hadn't done anything in a while. And then, did you see also that his? Uh, his lawyer that helped him his contract and everything is the one of the other guys from Goonies is is uh what the Truffle Shuffle, what was that kid's name? What was that character's name in Goonies? Oh, I can't think of it right but now. Anyway, that guy left acting to become a lawyer and now he's his lawyer, right? So they were in the Goonies nice. together. Yeah. So so it's like it's the nice feel good story and all of that good stuff. I'm glad to see him back. And I really I will I would I would love to see the spinoff of uh, Jeff Cohen. Yeah. That's the guy who yeah. was the the fat kid who did the truffle shuffle. That's right. So, uh, moving on to the box office, Avatar is now uh, past two billion globally, and wow. it is uh, it passed Infinity War. So it's fifth. It's the fifth highest grossing film of all time now. And then, did you see the side uh, article that goes with that? Zoe Saldana has been in like the highest grossing movies of all time, right? She's in, been in more of the different highest grossing movies of all time, right? So she was in Avatar. She was in uh, Endgame. Is it just those two? Or is there, one, is there more than that? I mean, she was in Endgame, Infinity War, and both Avatars. Yeah. So, I mean, like, so statistically speaking, if you want to choose the one actor to make sure that your film has the highest grossing possible Zoe Saldana is the one. Like, yes, of right all, now, of so everyone, you can't fight the math of it. Yeah, of everyone in Hollywood, statistically speaking, she is the best bet for a highest grossing picture of all time. There you go. So, yeah, so that should be, put that on her resume. Hey, uh, I don't want to say, but hey, you know, I've been in you know, the movies of, I've made of the made, top movies. movies I've been have made like $10 billion. Yeah, exactly. So good for, good for Zoe Saldana. Um, they're going to they're gonna make the, do the crossover where her character the Navi character can meet Gamora and they can just, and she can just play both parts and it'll yeah. be, uh, you know, cause one of them is yeah, mocap, it's in, right? It's in space, space and future and it works. <laughs> yeah. You get, uh, Gamora gets propelled forward into the future and then, yes. uh, lands on the, uh, 
Pandora and hangs out yes. with her Navi counterpart. Yes. It's 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 a money making machine. Just print the money and and <laughs> go. Oh man, um, let's let's uh, let's do quick hits on the production stuff that we haven't talked about lately. There, there's going to be a Twister sequel. Do we need a Twister sequel without no, without but without Bill Pullman though? Why right? You need not Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton. Don't we need him? I mean, I'm sure they're going to say his character died in a hurricane or in a in a tornado. And then, yeah. So, because it would have to make. Well, you know, it'd be funnier if it was a hurricane. It just like <laughs> he died in an earthquake in California. He went out to California and died in an earthquake. But we're gonna remember his name by still chasing tornadoes. Is Helen Hunt gonna no. be in it? I mean, you, she would have to be, right? In theory, what if the Twister sequel is just called Earthquake and they chase earthquakes now? They chase different storms. Yeah, let's see. So Bill Paxton and Philip Seymour, Felix Seymour Hoffman died, right? Yes. So that's like two, right? two of the of the main folks from Twister are gone now. Um, it says a new chapter. I'm not seeing anywhere where it says Helen Hunt or Carrie Elways are coming back. So I mean, if it's just a new group of people, a, a storm chasers, I don't think anybody's going to care about that. Unless it is the actual story of what happened to the cow from the Twisters, uh, from the Twister preview trailer that wasn't in the movie, maybe that's what it's about. I don't know. It's how, possible. Yeah. How about a new American Pie movie? Do we need that? No. Are we? <laughs> I just feel like American Pie lost its spirit because, like, the fun of. Just American Pie is just... I feel like all the fun of American Pie will be gone, and then it's just Euphoria, or whatever that show was. Oh, yeah. Just just almost like shock value sex scenes. Because yeah. I mean, that was a big part of American Pie, was just the shock value of yeah. of the first one. I remember watching it going, I can't believe they're doing this in a, a, a mainstream motion picture, right? I mean, there was yeah, two like, different all, scenes. All of the fun of American Pie is gone. Yeah. So... I mean, in my eyes, but the, and they they did at least one like direct to video sequel, like it was American did, Pie, like, like Band Camp or whatever. Has there been has there been a bunch? There was like there was I don't know if they were I feel like they were direct to video direct to something. There was like one where there was like they had to run naked for a mile. It was it's called the Naked Mile? And there was another <laughs> one about like they were in college. Um, uh, let, had a couple. Let me go get like, my American Pie complete DVD collection where it's got all of these in it now. The American Pie verse. Yeah. <laughs> It all, it all goes together. There you go. Uh, let's see. Daisy Ridley's going to star and executive produce a movie called The Christie Affair from Miramax TV. Don't know what that Ew. is. I, I, you know, I feel bad that she's gotten uh, the the Star Wars stink has fallen on her because I, I don't blame her for Star Wars. Yeah. I blame everyone else. You know, I blame the people making Star Wars for the for Star Wars. I don't blame any of the actors of yeah. Star, for Star Wars. You know, so well, I feel bad that the stink might have fallen on her a little bit. What, what my wife said about uh, like Daisy Ridley, and then and then if you watched Rogue One, it's like it's like just a standard white girl with brown hair. It's like I, I can't. She's like I can't tell the difference. Like, why do I care about the girl in Rogue One? She's the same as uh, Ray in in the the sequel trilogy. You know, it's like she just like she's like it's just they're too standard. Like I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with Daisy Ridley, but yeah, like. No, I get that actually. That makes yeah. sense. Let's see. Did, did uh, staying with the Star Wars universe, uh, Cobb Vanth actor Timothy Oliphant? Did you did you ever watch Justified? His uh, FX show. 
I'm aware it was a thing. It was, it was a decent show. It was a decent show. Uh, and so he's, uh, he's going to be, they, they filmed a, I guess they call it a revival. I mean, you know, so the show, the show wrapped probably, I don't know, five years ago. And so they're going to come back. This is, it's, uh, you know, six seasons in a movie, right? So this is the movie part of that, right? Just right. come back and do a, well, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a, a, a movie or if they're going to do another series. Like if it's a, if it's one season of it. Who knows? If there only there was an article anything. I could read that would tell me. Yeah, looks like you have to work with his daughter on it. I don't see. So yeah, so I don't know if it's a show or a uh, or a series. If you know if it's a show or a series, call us and tell us, so I don't spend time reading it. One seven three zero two five four seven. Yeah, let's see. What else do we got for what's in production out there? I feel like we're missing too many. Okay, let me ask you. First of all. Do you know who Lee Majors is? No. Do you have you remember a show called The Six Million Dollar Man? I'm aware it was the thing. So didn't he die and then and then they can remade him better or something like that? I mean, he didn't die. He was an astronaut and there was a horrible accident and then okay. they, and then they rebuilt him by and made him the six million dollar man, right? So he lost yes. an eye, so he had a bionic eye. He lost an arm, so he had a bionic arm. He lost a leg, so he had a bionic leg. So he could like run really fast. He could jump really far. He could throw you, but he only had one. Like he wasn't like. Superman, he was just had some extra skills, and it was a uh, you know a weekly show. And then there was the spinoff where his girlfriend, played by Lindsay Wagner, uh, you know, was in something happened to her, and then he used his influence to get the same kind of surgery. So she was the bionic woman, right? Anyway, yeah, yeah. he later on went to do a, 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 another show in the '80s called The Fall Guy, where he played a stuntman. So it was just. You know, every every week the stuntman would get into some some adventures, and it was again one of those formulas like like the A team or whatever. They would end up like helping somebody wherever they were filming or whatever. Something would happen, and then they would, you know, take down some bad guys and help somebody out. Well, Ryan Gosling is uh, going to be working on a Fall Guy movie, so it's like again, there's no new ideas. Let's just take some shit we did before and then make it a movie. Yeah. If we haven't made the what, Fall Guy movie what yet. What TV let's do show that. haven't we done? The hat was in the 80s. Uh, let's do Fall Guy. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a grittier... Well, I guess there's two ways to go. You do the grittier, serious version of it, or you do or, yeah. a, a total parody, goofy version of it, right? Yeah, no in-between. Yeah, what was the, the... Like, the they just they remade The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it's not a comedy, right? It's, oh, yeah, it's, they, like, super dramatic. Yeah. Like, like fucking... The guy... What's Carlton does, like, real drugs. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like... But so... Again, it doesn't need to be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Just tell a story about the same kind of story, the fish-out-of-water story. But, again, like you said with, with Velma, it wouldn't it wouldn't make it if it was just a story of some kid from a poor area who moves in with wealthier relatives in a, in a, in a wealthier area, right? If it's just yeah. that, nobody's going to care. So you call it Fresh, I think it's what it was called, right? Something like that, yeah. And, and, and then it's like, oh, it's a serious reboot of The Fresh Prince. So now people have a reason to watch it so they can hate watch it comparing it to The Fresh Prince or right. because they're interested. You know what I mean? Like you've created, you're pulling in an audience that otherwise wouldn't care, right? And it's only because they have nostalgia for the other thing. Yeah. And I think there literally is a point where it's like the Uncle Phil, I think, literally deals drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why Uncle Phil's wealthy? He's not. He's not a lawyer? It, like he is I think in, it's uh, both. Like I think someone in the family is like a criminal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't follow. Well, I think uh, I think that's why he had to leave. Like his dad was, 
or I, th- I think that he's like in almost in witness protection. That's why he had to leave West Philadelphia, born and raised, and then come out to uh, Bel Air. I don't, I don't know. Uh, let's see other stuff. We've got um, Ridley Scott is directing a Napoleon movie uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix, and it says he's basically rewriting the movie around Joaquin's performance. So. I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm assuming that's a good thing, just like Joaquin Phoenix is doing such amazing things as Napoleon yeah. that it's, it's driving the story in a different direction. I can never tell how much I like Joaquin Phoenix because sometimes I really enjoy him and sometimes I think he's a little much. I, I, I So I think he's a good actor in that regard, right? Yeah. I, I mean, but yeah, I, I would agree. His highs are really high. Yeah. Yeah, and if it's something you didn't like, it, he's the one that like acted weird on purpose, right? Like he showed up on Letterman and he was like, it was like a mockumentary about him being a rapper or something like that. Yeah, I think that was him, right? So Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be interested. But again, Ridley Scott, I mean, you know, Ridley Scott's a strong director, so I mean, we'll we'll see how, how that turns out. Uh let's see. I'm just going down the down the production casting news for these quick hits. How about a Bad News Bear reboot with an all-female or with a female lead? So you're going to get a female coach for the Bad News Bears? Does this sure. is this something we need? Yeah. I mean, why not? why not? I mean, if it doesn't like, if it's all about her being a girl, I mean, it might be a little annoying, but if it's just a girl being the lead and doing the same functional things, I think it's fine. I think, I think, and this is my opinion, I'm a white male, so my opinion can only go so far. Um, I think the point of making female leads in male roles before should not be about them being a female, it should just be about being a good character. 100%. And I mean, so again, you come back to what's the bad news bear story? some kind of loser, degenerate person yeah. forced into a situation where they have to deal with kids and then treats the kids like people instead of kids. You know what I mean? Like give the kids some kind of respect and they grow to have a mutual admiration. And that story's been told a million different ways. So the yeah. question would be neat is why make the remake of Bad News Bears? Why not just make some story about that other situation? But yeah. again, you know, if you use a predetermined premise, you might uh, fare better as we've, as we've seen. Mm. let's see what else i will skip that one let's see we'll do we'll do one more casting did you know they're making a friday the 13th prequel series with brian fuller so i guess is that going to be is this just about camp crystal lake before uh yeah i would love a camp crystal lake uh like show but like a nice show where everything's like great no, before before yeah. everything was fantastic yeah. at camp crystal yeah. lake until yeah. that stupid kid like drowned. give me like give me like five se- give me like five years before you would get like a season each of like you know what camp crystal lake's awesome i don't see anything going wrong here i don't i i could never see someone having their brain put through that tree branch over there that makes no sense look this car it runs perfectly every time i try to get into it i never lose the key and never stalls. This is great. That would be a fantastic show if they spent a couple seasons going over all the places that Jason killed people, being like, "Man, could you imagine dying right there? That's crazy." <laughs> That's how they should do it. That's what it should be. Vel- what Velma should have been is like after they graduated college, and now she's like solving real murders, mm-hmm. and like maybe Shaggy never, maybe Freddie never like. Maybe Fred never like got over the fact that he peaked in high school. Like that would have been what Velma should have been. Not them in high school still. Yeah. And so, okay. So now, you know, I mean, I, I guess the first Friday, the 13th movie, 
Yes. Right. Do you? I mean, you've, have you seen them all? You're not a horror guy. You don't like horror stuff. I'm not a horror guy. I'm aware. Of, it's the mom in the first movie. It's, right? it's the mom in the first one. But so if this prequel is about the mom killing people, then that would say that before the movie, the Friday the Thirteenth, there were lots of other murders that nobody just nobody knew about. Is that is yeah. that what we're saying? Like a- apparently, one, apparently, one would assume that in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie, when people start getting killed at Camp Crystal Lake. If, if there had been a lot of murders at, or disappearances at Camp Crystal Lake, they probably wouldn't be going there. I don't know. So we'll see. I don't know how they're going to work that into the into the lore of Friday the 13th. Well, like, but. wasn't it like the Bates Motel show where you found out the guy was, like, killing people for a while or something like that? Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that. But, yeah, I know what I know what you're talking about. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's the trouble with a prequel, right, is how do you do a prequel without hurting the subsequent yeah. story or you know or messing up canon right and i'll tell you uh better call saul does it perfectly right that's an example of like literally you take yes. a character that had a great run on one of the most popular shows of all time and you give them another five five seasons i think it is maybe six seasons and you don't huh. you don't do anything that you know you perfectly show how the character became the character that you met in uh in, in this other show that's been off mm-hmm. the air for you know over a decade at this point. I mean, yeah. that's really good to still have character development and things happening to the character, but all the time the character's turning into the character that you first saw. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's I think that's a perfectly done prequel. Uh, it doesn't do anything to mess up the lore of the original one. Exactly. So. All right. Uh, let's see. Should we move on to the sad news in the celebrity cr- crime blotter? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, we mentioned it last week, and I think you said it was over, Johnny. And yep. uh, it's over, Johnny. Where uh, Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland has been dropped from uh, Hulu, where he was working on Solar Opposites, and I know everybody's really upset about that. And he was also officially dropped from Adult Swim uh, with Rick and Morty as well. Oh, really? That he's on some other yeah. show other than Solar Opposites on Hulu? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, yeah, every every he's cut from everything. Obviously, he's burned. Yeah, he's not uh, you. Yeah, burn notice. You're burned. Um, and to the shock of no one, this is what he gets for doing stupid shit. Yeah, and, and getting caught. You know, it's I'd say getting caught. Like it's his fault getting caught. But you know, he did some stupid things. You know. Yeah. And his career is ruined. And I hope that Solar Opposites and Rick and Morty can figure out a way to get past this. I I hope, you know. That people are understanding, like, oh man, ever since Justin left, this show sucks. Well, I don't think Justin is that involved in the process. Maybe he is, but I think we should support Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites going forward because they're still great shows. Now that said, I haven't watched the last couple seasons, not because <laughs> I think they're bad, just because of uh, show overload. Yeah, it's. Um... On a, on a uh, related story, uh, Adult Swim is holding uh, open casting calls for the voice of Rick and the voice of Morty. So you know, if you feel like you can do it, uh, there you go. Go go, and, and I think you that, got it. That right. could be a whole episode in itself where they just have actors come in and voice Rick and Morty. That could be their like you know when they do the episode every season of like the variety show, basically where it's like we do like little skits. Yeah, interdimensional cable. There yeah. it is. There, it's, there's uh, could be interdimensional voice changers. Who wants to be a, a Rick voice? You know, who wants to be Rick's voice? And some cosmic entity, whoever and whoever wins, is now Rick's voice from now on, and that's it. And then they've explained the new voice for Rick and Morty, and you move on, and it's there you go. permanently done 
in within canon, and you're fine. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, there'll be major changes. We'll see how the how the show recovers because they still have uh, they're, they're signed for ten seasons, and so this was season yeah, six. So. Yeah, I I like I said, I did not see it going away. I knew it had to develop and grow into something. I just didn't know what because you know you can't drop all that money. Rick and Morty makes too much money to be dropped. Yeah. Well, and here's the the strange thing. Right, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You find out somebody that works for you is doing highly bad things, you sever ties with them. And yet, I've heard that they haven't officially severed ties with uh, Ezra Miller over at the DCEU, that there's still some talk and discussion that they're going to keep him around past the stuff that they've already got in the can. And I cannot fathom what... Does Ezra Miller have something on the heads of DC and and Warner Brothers Discovery? I guess. <laughs> it, I mean, it really is crazy that, that they haven't just... I mean, again, I'm shocked that they're still even going to put the Flash movie out, much yeah. less talk about making another Flash movie and not put the Batwoman movie out or Batgirl movie out that everybody wanted, you know? Like, at this point, I think people, like, don't even... Like, we want the Flash so we can see, uh, you know, Batman 89 on screen again, but... Yeah. If, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't want... I mean, I think a lot of the If you could give us the 10 minute it. clips of just him in it, then I'll take it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, it's, it's amazing also that if we're scrapping the whole DCEU, what's the point of putting out this movie? Unless Ezra Miller somehow is part of the plan, which... If yeah, that's do they, the do they plan, flashpoint the new... I mean, you know, do they do something yeah. about rebooting it like that, that he... I, yeah, I just... I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking over there. Um, before we go bitch about DC for for a minute, also in the celebrity crime blotter, Pamela Anderson has come out to say that when she was 23 years old, uh, Tim Allen showed her his penis on the set of uh, Home Improvement. Hey? And that's that's it. He walked out of his dressing room in his uh, in his robe with his open robe. So I mean, I I mean, I'm not defending Tim Allen. I'm not defending anything. This is a story that is definitely probably real because in Hollywood, there is plenty of schlong getting thrown everywhere. Um, I, I, I don't even know. Yeah, no, I believe it. I totally believe it. Tim Allen feels like not in like, I feel like this is going to sound really horrible. I'm not apologizing for Tim Allen. He probably thought it was funny when he just like, Oh, look my dick, you know, in his mind, he probably thought it was a great joke. Well, you can't take a joke. I just pulled my dick out. I just pulled it's my just dick my, out. It's just my what? dick. What? You can't hit. You haven't seen a penis before? It, it's 100% that he thought it was a joke and he thought it was okay. And that's just the way that it was. It yeah. was a long time ago. It was, you know, the fucking 90. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. But I mean, and, and that's it. It's, it's, it, the way that we as a society acted yesterday was bad compared to yeah. today. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, but you know, but then the question becomes, uh, okay. Yeah. He did something bad 30 years ago. Like, okay, what do we, what do we do now? Do, do yeah. we not Sounds watch like tool time reruns? Do we yeah. get him this, fired off of his current show? What, what do we do with this information? Do we stop watching toy story? I mean, yeah, that's freaking Buzz Lightyear, right? I mean, 
Well, now it's Chris Evans, right? So he can he can be he can we can go back and re-record all of the Buzz Lightyear dialogue, but have Chris Evans do it. I like it. That's go. a good plan. So I, I mean, I guess it it comes down to accountability. You shouldn't get to do bad things and then live your life and not have anybody ever find out about it. If you did them, yeah. you know, I guess you deserve. Even though if there's no other consequences, at least people will know that you were not weren't as good as you pretended to be. I don't know. But I mean, but that's true. I of all I think everybody's got something they did when the, that they were wish they hadn't done. Uh you, you know, maybe it wasn't whipping your dick out at, at a coworker, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's also again as a as a straight white male, it's like I don't want to defend. I don't want to defend his actions at all. And oh so, yeah, no. So no. I mean, we have to tread very carefully yeah. around some of these subjects. It, it really is. I mean, so, but I mean, you know, you look at you look at the accusations that come out much later. But what was she supposed to do back then? She's it, it's a freaking paying gig on an ABC show. She's not going to complain and get fired when she's twenty three years old, struggling act. I mean, you know, she was not in a position to do anything about it then. So yeah. now she can at least make people aware now, yeah. right? I mean, so, all right, let's get back to bashing uh, HBO instead. Uh, there you go. Uh, it's over, Johnny, uh, once again, for Titans and Doom Patrol. I think we talked about it maybe a little bit last week. Definitely I was uh, talking about it on the uh, on the Discord. That, yeah. like, Titans just kind of stopped. I guess it was, like, the mid-season pause, but I'm just, like, it gets to episode five and like then it just stops. I'm like, did they did they pull the plug? Are they not? When's the next episode coming out? Because it's been like, I'm like, oh okay, maybe it was the holiday break, but now like there hasn't been a new episode in like six weeks. I'm like, you know, I just it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if uh, HBO just said, oh yeah, we're not going to put out, we've got the last five episodes. We're going to leave them on the shelf and take the tax write off. You know, f you guys, you don't even get the you don't even get the the last four episodes of the season, much less another season of it. Yeah. Um. But I'm hoping, I'm assuming that they're going to finish up the season, but there will be no season five. And the same thing with Doom, Doom Patrol. Uh, you know, even though Oscar nominee uh, and Golden Globe winner Brendan Fraser yeah. is is on that show, uh, there's not going to be a season five of, uh, of Doom you Patrol. You know, those shows, and this is not trying to be disrespectful, I feel like definitely had longer run times than people would th- thought they were going to. Especially once, you know, the DC the DC universe streaming mm-hmm. service died, you know, and then all this stuff got bought out by different places. So I think they definitely were like, all right, um, you know, Titans and Doom Patrol is the only kind of thing we have going right now. I hope they land. And I, I think even the people on the show, and this could just be me. I think they knew it's like, Hey, listen, any episodes we get are way past what we were supposed to get. So, you know what? Let's For sure. Just... Oh yeah. Doom Patrol is, is weird and quirky enough that I'm surprised that it got made. Um, yeah. But I mean, I really like it. I feel like Doom Patrol gets the. I mean, I mean, Titans is the same way. It's the found family, right? It's a group of misfits that get together and yeah. you know become friends and whatever. I but I like the way I like Titans too. Titans is fine, but I just I really like the way Doom Patrol does it. You know, it's it's its storylines and its characters are a little bit more off center. A little, you know, they're a little, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I've really enjoyed it. I do think that it's uh, it struggled a little bit because the pandemic kind of broke the stride a little bit. They had to end yeah. the season early, and then um, they didn't get Timothy Dalton back because I think he was off doing like uh, Black Adam. So you know, so like it it would have been. I think if they could have kept his character in there, it might have helped a little bit. But 
Um, yeah. But again, I, I really, I'm, I'm sad to see it go. And then, but you know, again, it's all part of the Brendan Fraser renaissance, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Oscar nominee now. He's just doing great. Everybody's, everybody's happy to see Brendan Fraser. Like it's, it's one of those uh, actor. So as opposed to Stephen Dorff, who nobody cares about, <laughs> who's complaining about the MCU trying to get his career back on track. Everybody's uh, loves that Brendan Fraser is is coming back. So. You know what's funny? I'm thinking about now. If you would have told me when all the DC Universe stuff was coming out that Harley Quinn would be the last show standing, <laughs> I'd tell me you're. I'd say you're lying. I know I bash on the Harley Quinn show a lot. I'm not a huge fan of it, but yeah. I, I good for the show. Well, and, <laughs> and then survive, do everything. Speaking of Harley Quinn, you know Margot Robbie wants to do the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy movie. Well, like where they hook up, or just like where they're friends. I, I mean, I think it says romance. I mean, she wants to do like take it to the, all the way through to their, because that's that's their current status in in the comics, right? I'm, they're actually like yeah, a couple. I, I'm if cause I feel like some storylines they're together and sometimes they're just friends. Yeah. Um, I could be have just not read a, I haven't read a DC comic with either of them involved recently, so yeah. I won't be able to really speak on speak wise on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, they want to do it. I I support the idea of it, but I think the problem is. Um, if we're rebooting the DCEU, we have to reboot all the DCEU. <laughs> right. So it'd feel weird to keep a Harley Quinn thing going and make a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy movie. I'm not saying they can't. I fully support that. Um, I just don't know the point of it. But what's the point of any of these movies? It's to please an audience. So what do yeah, I know? I mean, so that becomes the question, right? Everybody really likes the Harley Quinn character. Like, you know, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Everybody likes no matter which movie she's in. She's like the highlight of it. She did great. You know, the first Suicide Squad, she was a highlight of it. She was good in the second Suicide Squad. She yep. was good in uh, the, the Birds, Birds of, of Prey, Prey movie. You, you know, I mean, like Margot Robbie is just has that character down. Like she does a great Harley Quinn. Um, but then, yeah, if it, once it's discon- it beca- once it becomes disconnected from the rest of the cinematic universe, do you do you lose? Does it take away some of your interest in the same way that like? If you were thinking about watching a show and then you hear that it's canceled and doesn't have a season two, then you just go, well, then I'm, I won't even bother, right? If it's not part of something bigger, then why mm-hmm. invest my time in it? So, yeah. yeah, that that might, I mean, you know, like, I think that would make it harder to have the, Mar- the Harley Quinn um, Poison Ivy movie. But, um, and all of that and to say that uh, HBO Max is also raising its price by a dollar a month, so. There you go. Um, how about The Last of Us? Did you watch episode two? I keep meaning to. I heard wonderful things still, though. I heard it's still good. I heard people are really enjoying it still. Um, I just I just missed it. I haven't had time to catch up on it. I, I didn't want to. That's the one I keep meaning to get to, and I will get to before the episode three comes out. We can talk about episode one a little bit. Sure. Um, we passed the embargo. I think I said before, and I'll say again, it was fantastic. It really captured the feel of the show, of the I mean, of the game. You know, Ellie and Joel being on screen felt believable. And, you know, they're playing, you know, there's like melancholy guitar throughout the series. I feel like they have the the right melancholy guitar playing in the background at the right scenes. You know, it's it's a really good show. And I'm very, very pleasantly surprised with how they've done so far. Do I think in theory where I think from what I heard about episode two, that this show will be around forever. No, I think the point of the show is kind of to get it to enjoy the experience of it. I don't see more than 
maybe three seasons if it kind of spans it out. Maybe four if they do like two seasons a game. But it looks like they're going kind of quick. So we'll see how everything shakes out. Yeah, so end. like more like a limited series instead of a series, yeah. right? Which, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said about a limited series. You know, just tell me the story. Take take the time that you need to tell the story, but don't don't keep making stories that you don't need to. You know, just tell yeah. me what you want, you know? Yeah. I mean, so the, the Last of Us storyline definitely, in my mind, ends at get the second game. I don't see them making a third game about anything beyond that. I feel like it ends kind of there. So it'll be interesting, you know, when they get there, are they doing the right thing? So I think it is the right thing to end it there or is there more? Right. But then it's super popular. So let's keep going and see if we can squeeze another nickel out of it. But I mean, yeah. and that, that then, then the, you get a third season or a third, a version that's not tied to any of the games, right? That that's yeah. new content. And then it just really sucks. Like when it falls off the rails, like when Game of Thrones like surpassed the books and then just dest- yeah. and destroyed the Floundered. whole franchise, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so, so and I, I mean, are they going to make that Jon Snow sequel to Game of Thrones? I don't think we need it. It's cool. That would be a great limited series. You do a season or two of it, just talking about his life, maybe after after going north. I don't know what the conflict is besides like making it like a survival show, maybe where it's like about his life up there, but like, I don't know the point of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, what? I mean, other than the fact that he's the rightful King spoiler for game of Thrones, uh, he's, he is, he is the King of the seven of the seven. What is it? King of the seven, seven kingdoms, seven kingdoms, right? He was the rightful King all along. Um, and I was, I got to tell you, Again, from a, I don't know, from a storytelling perspective, right? If you find out, oh, he actually should be the king following the normal, real line of succession. Yeah. And then they don't end it that way. That's disappointing. Like, if this yeah. whole thing was about uncovering the mystery oh, of who like, should be the yeah. king, and then and yeah. then yeah. he's reinstated And then his the brother king. gets it because... And his because dumb, yeah. Yeah, his useless brother... Brand the who broken. Did nothing for like eight seasons of an eight season show, essentially. Yeah, seven and a half um, seasons. He's just rolling around doing nothing, and then boom, he he's the king. Yeah, suddenly he's just king. Yes, I, the smartest man for five seasons until I. Oh, I don't want to make fun. No, I'm not doing it. No, no, Game of Thrones. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no. I, I I don't want to rant. I don't want to rant. All right, I, know I will. Um, well, so let's let's uh, let's uh, throw some some more hate at, at HBO, right? There's a ton of stuff leaving HBO, a bunch of like the the, the DC animated stuff. Where's it going to go? Like, is it? Are they? If it leaves HBO, are they going to license it out to some other streamer so that you can still watch Batman the animated series or uh, you know the Justice League, co- you know, and, and and lots of other stuff? Or is it just they're just taking it off the streaming service? I don't know to save bandwidth. Like, why? I don't understand why. If you own the property, mm-hmm. why would you take it off of the server? Because isn't the bigger the catalog on the server, the the more value to having a subscription to HBO Max? I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it, unless they plan to put it somewhere else 
Because I don't think that I don't think they're gonna like sell the rights to that. At yeah, I don't all, think obviously. so either. Which which means they're basically just saying, oh yeah, you can't watch that anymore. It's just gone. It's not on HBO Max. We all yeah. got rid of our DVDs because oh, we can just stream everything. And now they're pulling it off. And not only are they pulling it off the streamers, but if you bought digital copies of this stuff and you have it like in your iTunes library, it's gonna disappear from there too. Yeah, and that's. Goes, oh, I physical should, media shouldn't have gotten rid of our freaking dvds i mean it, it's it really sucks. i don't have a way to play a dvd right now at all i just realized <laughs> i used to have my xbox which i could play dvds and i don't have that in my room anymore so if i'm playing dvds i don't know where it's coming from yeah i mean it's crazy to think about because i feel like not too long ago it was like oh dvds were a thing yeah well and so i mean I, at some point in the last, you know, just a couple of years, I finally did. I just got rid of all my DVDs. I And we had a garage sale. Nobody even freaking looked in the box. Nobody gave a shit what was in that box of DVDs. Like, you know, I couldn't even give them away. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, here, take a DVD with any purchase. No, they didn't, nobody wanted it. I, I ended up donating it to the local library, right? But it's like, and I did hang on to a handful of DVDs of the stuff that I that I really care about, you, you know, I, I mean, I, I kept my Buffy and Angel and Firefly. Take my love, take my land, take me where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can take the sky from me. Take me out, to the black, tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. Take the sky from me There's no place I can be Since I found serenity But you can't take the sky from me Man, I shouldn't say that. It like puts the show on pause for like a minute. Uh, but I kept all those DVDs um, because I might want to watch them someday. And it's, I guess, you know, your only alternatives at today is to find it through some ubiquitous clandestine destination, right? You go and obtain it uh, one way or another um, because you don't really, even if you had the DVD, you wouldn't have a way to watch it. So you have to torrent it and own it that way. Yeah. And that just kind of sucks. I mean, because yeah. again, I, I feel like they told, they promised us when streaming started to become a thing that, oh, someday soon, everything you've ever wanted to watch will all be available at your fingertips anytime, like music is, right? I mean, you know, pretty much any song you want, you can just say, hey, play me that song, and you play a, you know, but then uh, streaming me or, you know, video content has gone the other direction, right? You know, instead of it all being on Netflix, right? Now there's, you know, you have to have all these five, ten different services in order to try to be able to watch whatever you want anytime that you want. Yeah. And that's a big negative. Uh, all right. Before we, let's go, we, I think it's time to go to break. Let's talk about, let's see, speaking of uh, those Joss Whedon shows, The Nevers got pulled off of HBO. So that kind of stopped with like a mid-season. And I don't even think they're going to bring back the second half of season of season one much less do the season two. And remember we said the Westworld kind of got yanked. I think they were done filming that too. And they're just not going to, yeah. 
I don't know if they were done filming it or the, no, it's not that they were done filming it. They had re-signed everybody. Everybody had their contracts, and then they canceled it, and everybody's still getting paid. They're just not going to make the show. There you go. So again, tax write-off, right? I, I, everybody involved with the show would like to finish it up. They've already paid them for finishing it up, but they're not going to let them film it. So I just, I just don't get it. All right. You think that's enough for segment one? There you go. I yeah, I, can... I think we covered a lot. All right. So what do, do we call this episode? Bingo Jed had a light on, or do we call it? It's over, Johnny. I think it's it's over, Johnny. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of shows getting canceled. A lot of people getting canceled. It's of, over, Johnny. It's over, Johnny. All right. So why don't we? It's not over. <laughs> Nothing is over. Do it. Let's hear it. Oh, I don't know it. I just know the scene. All right. I wish I knew. I, that's a monologue. I wish I knew. So someone could say it's over, Johnny. It's never over. We'll, we'll come back from break with that. I promise. Uh, and with that, we'll take this episode uh, of. Geek Stuff TNG, episode 707, It's Over, Johnny, to a break by saying we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201. 7302547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm comments oh <clears throat> that's right we want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind what we are doing that you <laughs> like <coughs> so call us on the gvm line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found.
Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Ridley Scott. I'm director of the Blade Runner. More human than human is our motto. And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. It's not an easy thing to meet your maker. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the sandwich shop in Pi Day Studios in sunny Southern California, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you're from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of the system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! It wasn't my war! You asked me, I didn't ask you! And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win! And I come back to the world, and I see all those maggots at the airport, protesting me, spitting, calling me baby killer and all kinds of vile crap! Who are they to protest me, huh? Who are they? Unless they've been me and been there and know what the hell they're yelling about! It was a bad time for everyone, Rambo. It's all in the past now. For you! For me, civilian life is nothing. In the field, we had a code of honor. You watch my back, I watch yours. Back here, there's nothing. You're the last of an elite group. Don't end it like this. Back there, I can fly a gunship. I can drive a tank. I was in charge of million-dollar equipment. Back here, I can't even hold a job. Fucking guys! Ah! <laughs> 
You had that down, huh? I, I've I've seen it enough. And what's funny is complete, <laughs> complete aside real quick. So me and my friends, me and my other friend watch Rambo 2. So Rambo 2, he goes back and he meets this girl who's like his guide. And oh, he, he goes back to point, Vietnam, right? Yes, he goes okay. back to Vietnam. And he meets his girl as like his guide. Have you seen Rambo 2? I mean, probably way back yeah. when it came out. You, so you've probably seen it. But so, and then she was like, Rambo, promise me you would take me to America. And like they kiss and it's nice. And then like a minute later, literally in movie time, a minute later, she stands up and gets fucking shot everywhere <laughs> and dies. I was like, no, it was a death flag all along. I oh. never knew. Poor Rambo. He can't, oh my he God. can't just. He, he, he kissed her and it was nice. She's like, I love you, Rambo. And then she dies. <laughs> I heard did you ever see like the the last one, like John Rambo, right? Which was, I think is like Rambo Six. Yeah, where he like fought like the Mexican cartel or something. Like I heard, I just heard that I didn't see that one, but I heard that one was like the bloodiest, goriest. Just it's just a murder fest for the whole like hour I heard, and a half. I I the Rambo movies. First Blood's obviously my favorite, but like I enjoy the Rambo movies a lot because they're so over the top dumb sometimes. I've heard I've heard his uh, his show. I think it's is it on Prime. It's called Tulsa King. I've heard that's not bad. Yeah, it's like a. I think he's like a like a mob boss in, Florida, in Texas somewhere. Or I'm sorry, Oklahoma, Tulsa. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, there's some good there's some good shows on if if you have time to watch them. But it's like I never yeah. do. I finally started watching Picard season two uh, yeah. on the on the plane, and uh, ah, goddamn, Patrick Stewart is old. <laughs> like he he's 82 years old. I mean, he's an old ass man. <laughs> And I mean, you know, he's still running around the universe, like having adventures and stuff. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, but again, I, I like the character, so I like I'm yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I'm enjoying it. But and he is. I mean, there are some scenes where I'm just looking at it, going, like, I don't believe that he would be running around. At, at, I mean, he looks like an 80 year old man. You know, it's like yeah. And I mean, again, his character's supposed to be retired and everything. It's not like he's actually a uh, still yeah. on on ships and stuff. But it's like, oh man. Anyway, so I watched. I know there's going to be a season three of Picard, and I think that's just going to be the yeah, next generation it, reunion, right? right? Everybody's, but they're just, everybody's going to come back. They'll do one more season. It'll be all fan service to see everybody, you know, get to interact again. And, so, yeah. and I'll be honest again, I, you, uh, you said you're not a Star Trek guy. What I, what I appreciate about Star Trek, first of all, there was always historically, there's just a lot more Star Trek content, right? Cause it was a show. There was six, yeah. six movies before they even started with the, the Kelvin universe and the next generation continued some of those old, but I liked the behind the scenes stuff, you know, in, in Star Trek two, it starts out with, you know, with Kirk, Spock and McCoy camping and roasting marshmallows together and singing, row, row, row your boat. And they're just hanging out by like, it's not the adventure. It's what do these guys do when they're not saving the galaxy? They hang out in Yosemite and go mountain climbing together. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, it's just the friendship of the character, you know the characters well enough, then you see them doing non, you know, non-plot stuff. Just this is what's happening when they're living their life. And yeah. that's the most fun part about Star Trek. You don't see that in Star Wars. Like you never get the non-action movie part of a Star Wars story, right? No. So like my favorite thing, then you move on to the next generation. And, you know, the series finale of the next generation is them playing poker. 
like like the you know your your main character is just playing poker and just kind of shooting the shit and it's like that's fun like they're not always saving the universe they're sometimes they just hang out and then you move on to the movie and uh Riker who's a character that had grown a beard like in season two and in the movie he's like gonna get back together with one of the other characters and she goes oh no I hate the beard so the next scene you see him he shaved his beard and he makes the <laughs> joke smooth as an android's bottom to data the android and then uh, later on in the movie data walks up and like touches his cheek and then just goes Mm-mm. just like just gives that little shake of his head and again he's an android he doesn't make jokes but that's a hilarious joke of him going no it's not as smooth as my body i mean you know like i just love yeah. that scene that is so funny to me because again it's just a it's all a hundred percent character-based joke right yeah. and and so that's what i like about star trek so that's why like again it's the nostalgia of picard i like the character it, and, you know there's there are a few old characters are brought in here and you know it just reminds you whether or not the show is good on its own merits, it, it gets a, it gets pumped up because your nostalgia will let the show feel better than it is, right? Yes. I mean, that's the, it, either your nostalgia makes an okay show better, or your nostalgia makes you hate a show that doesn't press the right buttons for you. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Let's talk about. Uh, so we, we talked about it last week. Uh, oh, wait, we're going. Oh yeah, we're going, man. We're going. Oh my god, we're going. <laughs> We've been recording all this time. The- what? It's over. Seamless. Johnny's in the show. That is in the show. I swear to God. Seamless, seamless. Yeah. I never knew. I was just talking. <laughs> I was just being dumb. Hey. I wasn't even sandwiched. Hey, you know, you know what, you know what I like about uh, about that show, Geek Stuff TNG. They just talk like they're just talking. It's like the it's like they're not even recording when they're talking. That's what I like I about it. I don't even know. I'm serious. <laughs> It's all right. Not that I want to change. I'm still Dom. Dom is sandwich. Sandwich is Dom. I just didn't know. Do, do I have to go and bleep out your name there? Do I have to go back and put in the, the beeps? My, gov- my government name is Dominic. <laughs> For those who don't know, my real name is Dominic. Yeah. When I tell you my last name, well, you, my first, <laughs> first name is Dominic. When you got hired, Kev walked along and said, your Delta Tau Chi name is Sandwich. <laughs> now, can you can you name that? Do you get the reference? Is that, uh, is that Revenge of the... That's not Revenge of the Nerds. Close. It's Animal House. Oh, uh, okay. And and everybody gets assigned a nickname, and yeah, the guy's name, your Delta Tau Chi name is, I don't I remember what, what name he gave the guy, and he goes, why? And he goes, why not? Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, let's, let's do the video game news. So we talked about uh, the, the, the servers are shut down in China for yes. World of Warcraft, and like, people are just crying and throwing themselves out of windows over it, right? I believe it. Listen, th- that's one of those games that people have literally built lives around. So if you told me people were literally that upset about it, I would not, not I would believe you. I would not be surprised. That game is taken very seriously. <laughs> I mean, I mean you've invested probably people have invested years of their lives into it, right? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like I mean, I the the I don't know, three or two or three years that, that I played it, it really, I, what I appreciated about it is that when you're playing it, you have to pay attention to it. And so you don't, it, it takes you out of everything else. You're just focused on what you're doing, yes. you know? So it, it was a, an escape from reality, which is what it's meant to be, right? Because life is hard and we all need those escapes. Oh yeah. I, I need a time away from being, you know, Dom and just a time to be just, you know, the person I am. Yeah. Um, also, Blizzard fired uh, one of their classic leads because he refused to uh, 
evaluate, he follow the company's uh, evaluation policy. So really? some of you that, if you work a, a job in an office, sometimes they will say, well, if you have five employees, they can't all be above average, right? You have to have an above average employee, an average employee, and a below average employee. And he refused to do that, basically. He's like, no, all my people are good. And so he got fired instead. So. Oh, okay. I thought he was being a dick, but that's that was nice. That, no, yes, it's, it's the it's the other way around, right? He's like, I just because you tell me I can't have all great employees, then I have to mark somebody as bad. He basically took the uh, he, he he got fired instead. Have, have you ever like tell me about your last job uh, evaluation? Did you, did you get a exceeds expectations, a meets expectations, or a does not meet expectations? Um, when I was a butcher, I was expected to clean and cut meat. Um, so I did that, so I think I exceeded it. It's that time of the night. We turn on the black light. Let the dungeons and the dragons begin. It's DD Fighting with the legends of yore. It's DD. It's DD. It's D. So so we did it, right? We won? Yeah, we 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 kind of won. We won. Yeah, so for those who don't know, um, Watsi has officially walked back any intention to update the open game license to the OGL. As of the time of recording, like five hours ago, four or five hours ago. So... Um, well, first of all, I will say I did think it was kind of uh, a little telling that they didn't like it because they, they didn't put it on their own Twitter. They retweeted one of their other Twitters, which is fine. In theory, I think it would have been better coming from like the official like Watsy, you know, mm-hmm. Twitter account. But beggars can't be choosers. The fact they're walking back any intention to change anything is good. Um, but I think the damage is done. You know, it's not like they can walk back. The intention, it can't walk back the three weeks it's been of just turmoil in the community. You know, that was done. D&D is affected by this. Pathfinder books are are flying off the shelves. People are abandoning D&D. You know, there's the amount of videos about other other TTRPGs I've seen has not stopped. You know, are people going to maybe, is there a degree of people who will kind of be like, okay, let's just move on and forget? Yes. Are they wrong for that? No. Because, they're the, you know, it hurt. It hit people in different ways. And some people say, okay, now we'll just move on from this. But there will be people who will not be able to move on from this. And that will affect it enough that, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, so. So, so the I watched a video before the news came out of of them finally walking it back um, of what what the original what the intention behind like the the updated OGL was and i guess the guy that is in charge at at Wizards of the Coast is basically wanting to move it to to a, a digital platform that's why they acquired D&D Beyond but like, yeah. like that even wasn't even his intention he wanted to just destroy all of that and make it look more like you're playing wow like so yeah. you're buying only digital content you don't own books anymore you buy it all through and you play it, it's like it's like an online game instead. It's 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 going to move to an exclusively online platform. Like that was what the guy wants to happen. And then they HBO you, and then they pull all your content, and then you have to buy new stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. If you don't own anything physical, 
and then the servers, then they shut off the servers like the WoW servers in China, you're just yeah. out, yeah, right? And I mean, yeah. I think that, yes, in the new world, more people play D&D than ever before, and certainly more people play it remotely. You know, the, gone are the days where the only way you could play it was to get everybody in the room, you know, on a, on a Saturday night, right, with your Funyuns yeah. and your Mountain Dew. I mean, you know, now you have all your Funyuns and Mountain Dew all across the country, and you could still play. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the fundamentals of liking a of having the books and 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 homebrewing your own because that's the other thing is this new con the new way that the guy wanted to do it would basically say there's no more homebrews you just have to yeah. use now and they were wanted to put more content out more regularly right so you had to buy content every month and there's a constant flow of new of new modules and you know campaign settings and co- our campaigns to play but i i think they were their plan was to kill homebrew completely or at least this one yeah. guy. And I don't know if it's their plan. Or at least monetize guy. homebrew. Yeah, monet- right. Force you to to do other things. So You it, can it, homebrew. You just got to pay me 50, you know, 50%. Yeah, you're still, well, and I mean, right. It's, so I think that it's certainly, and this is, this kind of goes right along with what, uh, what's been said about uh, Disneyland lately, right? Mm-hmm. You can have decades of goodwill and love and nostalgia and you can fuck it up in a short amount of time and you'll never get it back, right? Yep. So this move, at the very least, people aren't going to forget it. They may yeah. still stay with Dungeons & Dragons for a while, but there's a possibility. They're always going to remember it now, you know, and, you know, something else may come along and they'll go, you know, oh, this is just as good. I'll go. I'll move over here and I'll play this game instead or I'll use this set of rules instead. And it's all because of uh, a poorly thought out and poorly executed strategy. Uh, mm-hmm. when the game is more popular than it's ever been and, you know, they have irreparably harmed their brand uh, yeah. at, at the, you know, like I said, that it could be, I mean, if they had kept going, it could have been the end of the brand, right? But it's certainly mm-hmm. a, a, a damaged brand and will be for a while. It'll take them a yeah. while to recover if they ever do. Absolutely. And, and also on the heels of it, and then you're going to follow that up with, okay, we pissed off our base Big time, and then in a year we're gonna also say, oh, by the way, five E is done, and now it's D and D one, right? I mean, you know, it's like now you're now you're really asking a lot. You're asking us to throw away the books that we were using and start using this new set of, of rules right after you. We knew that you hate. You were secretly trying to fuck us a year ago, right? Yeah, it's it was a bad time to it. it I feel like it was almost. They should have done this in a year from now, I feel like, when the new D&D was rolling out. Because at least then they could have marketed it as, like, a whole new era of D&D. <laughs> you know, maybe that would have been easier to market. But, you know, the, uh, they also saw, well, you know, we could milk D&D for more money. Yeah, it, it's it's all a money grab. Yeah. It's all a money yeah. Get back to Disneyland, right? Nickel and diming the people to death at the parks. It's just a money grab. And so... Heck, you know, I think companies should pay attention. If you if you don't treat your customers right, you could lose them. I mean, right. you know, and and if they like your product, they'll pay for it. But at some point, no matter how much they like your product, they won't pay for it. And if you don't treat them well, they might stop paying for it no matter how cheap it. I mean, you know, like you could lose them. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the, the customers, like some, a lot of these companies like exist in spite of their customers, not because of their customers. You know yeah. what I mean? It's It's bad. It's, you know, 
you people, and this is going to sound stupid when I say it like this, they can't unbuy the Pathfinder rulebook they bought when the OGL came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They can't unbuy the fact that they spent time investigating other mo- other systems because of what D&D did, you know? It's in people's minds now. People are way more aware because of all of this about other ways to play tabletop. And they're not going to forget the other ways just because you guys are like, no, 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 we're okay. You know, it's an abusive relationship. You already showed us that you're willing to do this. So what's stopping you from doing it in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks, in a year? What's stopping them from doing it? Us getting mad again? We shouldn't have to get mad about it. It shouldn't have taken three to four weeks of outrage for them to realize what they were doing was damaging the community. They're a major corporation. I know Hasbro is dumb, but they <laughs> are a major corporation with enough money. They should have had some marketing guy realize, hey, um, this might not go over well. I think we should try it this way. You know, like who who was telling them? And yeah, maybe this leaked. This leaked. So they weren't even going to release this. They might not have given us the opportunity because all of this came out in leaks initially. And then they started being upfront with us. So not only were they going to do this to us, they were not going to tell us they were doing it to us. They were going to do it and be like, hey, we're doing this. No warning. We're doing it. You know? Yeah. So it's you know, just all shit. It's all trash. It's like, again, you know, how do these come? You, you know, but you know what, though? This is exactly in the Hasbro uh, playbook, right? Like, they don't yeah. pay attention to what they're people really want and they put out what they think and it's often not good it's not right so i I don't know it's rough it's all rough um so what other role-playing game would you go with if you you if you if you just put down D &D, would you pick up mazes what what was the other one um monsters and mutants mutants and monsters what's that one called so there's mutant and masterminds Yep. Um, that one is tough. I tried to understand that one. That one was a little tough for me. Um, but if we're talking about product, give me a minute while I fumble real quick. I fumble and I grab. I recently got my hands on the Pathfinder 2E Core Rulebook. <laughs> now, is how old is that? 2017. Okay, so that's 2E. Well, I mean... Is, the second is, edition is is there a three E or is is that that's the 2E most two E is the supported newest um system for ah, sorry Pathfinder. So let me and, ask this because I'm not I don't know the history of Pathfinder. Pathfinder yes. was basically the three E rules, like three or three point five. Yeah, and and what, so when D and D moved to four, yeah, people missed three, so Pathfinder was created. For the people that wanted to still yes. play three. Yes. And coming from Pathfinder came Starfinder. The other Finder, because there's two, it's the same system essentially. Mm-hmm. This is the Starfinder Coral book. Um, which is space uh space theme. It's space tabletop. Right. Um, I'm not gonna as say space opposed, D&D, as, a, as opposed a, to Spelljammer. Yes. Right? That's there, there's a difference. It's it's so this one has um classes that are meant for starfinder it's not a pathfinder add-on it's a star it's a whole system separate, separate in universe. the universe yeah 
there's classes there's that are unique to Starfinder. There's races. There's stuff like that. Um, so, you know, we were looking for options because people in my playgroup were very, very upset about the way that this was all turning out because, you know, we saw that, you know, they were saying, hey, fuck you guys. Fuck the community. So I said, okay. Fuck you. Fuck me. You think I can't I can date other other modules then? If you if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me I'm not good enough for you, then maybe that sweet Pathfinder book I saw at my local store looks a little good right now, you know? It's also just for so everyone knows, in case you end up getting the Pathfinder uh core rule book, it is thick as hell. It's like six hundred pages. So it is a little daunting, I'll be honest with no, you. But so that would but it's basically the DM's guide and the player's guide in one, right? I mean it's a game master and a player. Yeah, it's a core, it's all the rules. Yeah. It's how to build a character, how to do everything. Yeah. Um it's a lot. Isn't the Starfinder book's also really thick too? But. Is, is the is the Pathfinder stuff also available like as a free PDF? Isn't it available? isn't the Pathfinder That's core the rules too. available yeah. for free? So the books get released on the internet like almost immediately for free. Through like Paizo, I think. Yeah, so I mean that's so, another. Uh, I mean, Paizo is, is the company who does uh, Pathfinder. Yeah. Um, so another incentive, you can just download the books for free, like all of them, basically. So, so, so let me understand the business model, right? Yes. Because of the OGL, Pathfinder yes. was able to essentially take D and D three and just or three five whatever it is and just use it, yes. and and print their own books and make their own money and not give. Yes. Uh, Wizards of the Coast any of the money that yes. was that was allowed by the OGL. Yes, eventually they developed their own. Two E is its own kind of thing now at this point. Where yeah, it might it's tangentially you could be like oh it's similar to this. It's derivative at the very least. It's derivative at the least, but it's not the same. And it, but it would stand up in copyright court. You can you know yeah if, yeah. if they did no, if they did OGL two yeah. or whatever. Pathfinder 2E could still exist because it is separate yeah, so at this point. There is, yeah, because also, I don't know if I've, I might not have touched. So there's an OGL and then there's another document. It's like the SRD. Mm-hmm. The SRD is basically like the idea that you can mention, I think, and I, I might be not speaking about this properly. So if I'm not, tell me I'm wrong in the GVM line 201 730 2547 or email us at geeks at gmail.com. The SRD is more like public use tabletop ideas and things. So here's the thing. Paladin is technically, I think, like a, a Wizard of the Coast copyright. So they have a Paladin. There's air quotes here. You guys can't see it. Um, in Pathfinder, but it's called Champion. It functions and operates exactly as Paladin. Right. Because the SRD lets you essentially make a paladin, but you can't call it paladin. Right. In, in the same way that, you know, a certain monster might be copyrighted by D&D. Yes. So you can make a similar monster that looks the like, same. Like, as the same far power. as I'm aware, minotaurs and uh, tieflings, which are like demon people. Yeah. I believe those are Watsi, um copyrights. Yeah. A, a tiefling, because... yes, a minotaur is uh, from... Uh, Greek mythology. So yeah, but in theory, for some reason, uh, Pathfinder hasn't made a, a, mon- a minotaur or a tiefling yet. But okay. I'm not saying it, they could be examples just because they haven't been made yet. I think there's a copyright issue somewhere. Yeah. So so, but Pathfinder could have a dragon, dis- a dragon 
Dragonling or some shit Type, like that. Yeah, but it couldn't be called a Tiefling. Or the Tieflings, the, the Dragonborn are the ones in... Dragonborns are like dragon derivative. Tieflings are demon derivative. Right, so so they could have a similar thing. They just couldn't call it Yeah, that. Demonborn. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> that That's really yeah. what it is. And it's... it's it, like like I said, it's the... um, <clears throat> Just like you can have uh, similar character types or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's like, okay, it's a fighter. Well, we call it a warrior. It's the same thing. Right, yeah. you know, we call yeah. it a wizard, we call it a magic user, whatever you want to call it. It's they've got all the they hit all the yeah. functionally the you, they do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, people are going to move on, and you know, it's it's good PR to walk back the idea of the OGL. It is smart for them to do this. It'll save them some face, an amount of face. Will it save them enough face that I think D and D? Will not be affected. No, D D is affected already. It's been affected the past two or three weeks. Um, long term, how does it affect D D? Long term, I think D D will be fine. I do think it won't be like it used to be. I don't think it will be as popular and mainstream as it used to be, and that's my opinion. I could be totally off base, but I think the community that was bringing people in that cares has been affected enough that they will care to not be as involved almost you know they might be running through the motions of it a little bit if you get what i'm saying right so you know so let me ask you two questions one back to pathfinder for a minute so do they make their do they create the modules and sell the adventures is that where they make them how do they what's their business model if they're giving they it, yeah they print hard copies of the books yes. but you can download so they, they, they do their own modules too as well it's it, it's um, that's where they make their money though is on the modules do they crank them out are there a lot of them I, they also make their own minis so that might be a thing too okay um because so, i'm just saying because wizards of the coast yeah. has only put out uh, you know the, the adventure the campaigns mm-hmm. only you know maybe one or two a year yeah so and, i'm and, pretty sure for pathfinder they put out a good clip of content and like i said okay. they also they make a lot of minis and stuff that okay. are functionally also good for D, but they're you know made by paizo so they probably but this instead is of a champion, not a paladin. I can't call it. It's like, oh no, you can't use that miniature because that's a champion miniature, and your character is a paladin. <laughs> um, okay, so and one other other question. So is this? Here's what I feel like. Mm-hmm. I've got every five e book. There's going to mm-hmm. be a handful more, and then they move on to D and D one, and I just and I end my relationship there. Those books will sit on my shelf if I ever play D and D. I will use the five E rules that I have. I won't move. I won't follow them into D and D one. The only problem yes. is that once I've played all those modules, there's no new ones coming. So it'll have to yeah. be homebrew after that, or I'll have to move on to a different system. Is that, is that how you think it's going to be? Yeah. The, the also the, there, one of the points is in theory, one D and D will be semi backwards compatible. Now that, that means you can make five edition stuff, one E I don't think that means you make one E edition things. I'd say one E, one D and D stuff can't be five E. But you know, there there is some ability to make one the other. So I can't imagine if you can make one another, another can't be one. Okay, so I can still I don't have to buy the rule books for D and D one, but when they put out a module, I can buy that module and still play it under the five E rules. I think, but you know what? Even if they don't, I can buy a million different. Even if I don't want to homebrew and make my own, I can buy yes. a million different ones from 
that have all, come out that are great. All these talented creators. Yeah, there's there's plenty of, or I can just go over to the sandwich shop and say, all right, give me all of your all of your campaigns that you've written for the last uh, ten years. Right? What do you got? You got them? <laughs> you you got them all written down? You got your notes? Are those easy? Can we can we publish them? Let's publish them quick before they update the OGL. All my notes are in the binder. That's it. So far, yeah. All right. It's it's one campaign. Uh, I'm sorry. This is one campaign oh, right here. Oh, that's what. But I mean, I'm saying, is there more than yeah. one campaign? Like everyone has its own fo- folder, or is that that's that's? Oh, yeah, the other one has a binder. I don't know where it is. Okay, all right. No, that's. that's you know. I'd have to pull it out of somewhere. I'll, I'll, so I remember going back to the beginning of the pandemic, and Wizards of the Coast was putting out when we when we all thought it was going to be two weeks to flatten the curve. Right, we're just going to be inside yeah. for the next two weeks. Right, and they yeah. put out like a free download every day, uh-huh. um, at the beginning of the pandemic, and where you went to get that free download was i think it was is it called drive through rpg I, I think that's what it's called but i mean anyway when i was there looking at the the, the free downloads there was you know there's a million campaign you know, people make their own campaigns it, it's all in exactly the same format it looks yep. exactly like it does and yep. then and then you know you upload the pdf and you can buy it for sometimes they're a buck 99 sometimes they're 10 bucks sometimes, whatever it is there's so much i mean when i was looking through that what I did, I mean, at that time, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I just kind of sorted it by price. And I looked at all of the thousands and thousands of things that are on there, even for free. Oh, here's some character, different types of classes, different types of characters. It was just, uh, you know, here's some NPCs that you might throw into your homebrew. There was so much content that was free and then so much more content that was inexpensive. I mean, you know, then you can find out the creators that you like and then support them directly through something like Drive Through RPG. Yeah. So I'll be looking for sandwiches uh, campaigns on on Drive Through RPG next week. There you go. Just to type it up real quick. All right. All right. <laughs> Anything else on the uh, TTRPG front? Nah, I mean, I think the big news is that. So I think it's important to cover that. All right. You know, it means a lot. I mean, as, as always, uh, if anything develops, you'll hear it from us for sure. Um, we will still be. I, you know. Barring something tr- tremendous, you know, D&D is important. You know, we will be covering the D&D books that come out this year, the final 5e books, as we've been doing since the inception of 5e and other books before that. Um, but if you guys are interested in seeing us, you know, review some of the other, you know, modules and stuff from other things or or you want us to get a look at other systems or whatnot, let us know. Call the JVM line, 201-730-2547. Or email us. Say, like, hey, listen, I, me and my friends are playing Call of Cthulhu. What do you guys think of it? You know, I'd love to hear what you guys want us to go over. Because if anything, the OGL has done and being dumb and Watsi in the OGL has shown us, once again, the wonderful uh, depth of tabletop and what it can be and all the wonderful new flavors and, and options for that. So, you know. We'd love to. I'd love to expand my horizons and have a wonderful bookshelf full of wonderful games to force my kids to play when I'm older. That's right. And you know, if the uh, if the toy rehab doesn't take, uh, you know, Big Kev's a D and D completist, right? So he'll still be buying the D and D one books as they come out. I would assume. And yeah, so probably. we'll still we'll still see those unless you know they do a bang up job at that rehab, and he's just like, I'm going to let it go at D and D one, and just I'll be a completist from the first uh, the red box through five e, and then I'm done. You think yeah. he can do that? Yeah, they can. They can help him. They, they, they you know, they can get him through. Yeah. The the withdrawals uh, at the beginning of of any. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes. Addiction break. All right. Let's do this. All right. It's D and D.
warriors that terrify. It's D&D. All right. Anything else we should uh, we should cover this week? I think we I think we got a lot done. We got a lot done. I this, think this, this I week. think we did good. We did good enough. Good enough. <laughs> it's good. That's what you like. That's what you want to hear. Uh, that episode was good enough. It was adequate. We did another adequate episode of Geek Stuff TNG right here. Uh, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's do the wrap up. The adequate wrap up music. Um, let's do those social medias. I'm trying to revamp the style of the social medias. Uh, just go to the link tree, man. Hit Geek Stuff TNG over at Link Tree. You can find all of it. You can go there right go. over to Patreon and support us at Geek Stuff Patreon.com slash Geek Stuff TNG. Uh, you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. If you want to wish Kev well in toy rehab, uh, you can reach out to him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. It is BK Geek Stuff in both of those places. I don't know if they let him play Xbox in rehab, but if they do, he would be uh, Big Kev GS there, right? In theory, yes. In theory. And then what about you? I am Fat Dumbledore on Instagram and in theory Xbox and gaming. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. All right, and then I am Pide Scott. Uh, that is P I D A Y Scott on the Twitter and the Instagram. I also have the link tree over there. You know what I realized? Uh, you know, our 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 family uh, when we when we go out and everything. You know, it's Pi Day family and all that. And I realized that people don't realize it's Pi Day because we got married on March fourteenth. Uh, yes, yes. And so they just think we're the Pide family. Oh, look, it's the Pide family over there. They think that's the last name, and it's not. It has nothing to do with anything. And I just real. I just I I, I don't know why it took me like five years of going by Pi Day, uh, you know, before I realized that people just think it's Pi Day. They don't, they mispronounce it constantly. And we even went, I went to Disneyland on Pi Day 3.14, celebrating our anniversary. And you know how you go to Disneyland and they'll give you those free buttons that say, hey, I'm celebrating or it's my birthday. And they said, oh, do you want me to write anything on it? And I said, yeah, we're celebrating Pi Day. And she wrote P-I-E-D-A-Y. And I was like, no, that's not it. That is not, it is Pi Day P-I. 3.1415927, whatever. Yeah. How many how many uh, digits of pi can you do? Call us up on the GBM point, line yeah. and do as many digits of pi as you can. Uh, 201-730-2547. All right. And with that, we will end this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 707. It's over, Johnny. The way we end Nothing is over! <laughs> <laughs> the way we end some episodes by saying nothing is over <laughs> nothing is over uh, <laughs> good night lord morissette wherever you are and on that note we cue the music
right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day.